Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. Welcome to the podcast. We have a Monday race to talk about here as we talk NASCAR. Chris Graham and Rod Mullins, uh, the race in Michigan started yesterday, got uh, stopped by rain, finished up today. And Chris Busher gets the win, second straight win in the series for Busher. And boy, he goes from not being in the playoffs to now being very solid in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And Rod, how did this all play out? And, and, and how did he become the Monday guy today? Well, just being in the right place at the right time. I mean, you can just say it that way. Uh, More than anything else, I think it even shows more. And I think we spoke about this last week, the resurgence of RFK racing. And, you know, you're there, you're close by to Ford, uh, Ford Motor Company and their headquarters there in in, uh, near Detroit and so forth. And you really want to make a statement. And, you know, at this time, uh, Brad Keselowski and, Jack Roush and, you know, the Fenway group that's all involved in this, they're making a pitch. They're trying to go and say, hey, look, this is where you need to be spending your money at, not only with Penske, but you need to be spending your money with us on having these cars ready week in and week out. And, yeah, they've had a rough go of it, but they've managed to be able to put themselves on the map, especially this year. And this win by Chris Busher just solidifies exactly what Brad Keselowski's been talking about. You know, you just, we're dug in, you know, that's kind of his attitude. We're dug in, we're ready to go. We're ready to start proving some things. This could very well be a, oh gosh, it could be something going into the playoffs. And if Busher is able to hold on to what he's doing, um, you know, he could be right there in that final four, especially when they get to Phoenix, if he races good. Because I was looking at last week's finishing order and then looking at the point standings, and you've got some guys right now that I'm a little bit worried about. I know we'll talk about Chase Elliott here, but, you know, I'm worried about uh, Kevin Harvick. Uh Kevin Harvick was there, you know, pretty much hanging around top 10 early on, but he's not won a race. And the last time that I saw him, down to about 13th. Well, that's getting close. If you don't have a win – you're getting close to the bottom. That means you could drop on out. Somebody can make or make their way on into it. Uh, Chris Busher doesn't have to worry about that right now. I mean, Chris Busher is sitting pretty along with some of the other teams. You can have a, a Kyle Bush situation like what happened with the race today. He finished dead last and, and everything got a DNF out of this, but Kyle Bush has the wins. He's got what three wins on the season so far. So you've got that. You've got some of these guys that are pretty solid where they're standing at. But, you know, you've got to be on top of things uh, before this season's over with. Kevin Harvick, matter of fact, finished eighth today, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But still, (laughs) he can ill afford to have some bad luck happen to him, uh, especially going into the stretch here before the playoffs begin. Yeah, Chris Buescher, he's 11th in points, but he's eighth in the playoff standings because of those two Mm -hmm. wins. Right. A couple of weeks ago, he wasn't anywhere near there. Now, you you did mention, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you you mentioned some of the guys that we have to be you know, concerned about. Fan, you know, guys with lots of fans. Uh, Harvick would be one. Brad, Kaz, uh, uh, Brad Kaz, uh, Keselowski might be another. Bubba Wallace, Ty mm-hmm. Gibbs. And then you, you talked about Chase uh, Elliott. You know, he fell. He he dropped in the standings yeah. uh, with his finish mm-hmm. uh, in Michigan. So uh, he's pretty much at a point where he needs to win a race or two. And there's only three left but to, before the playoffs. Well, and speaking about this, um, I kind of swore I was not going to bring up the uh, 
DH. That's all I'm going to say about him. Uh, I, I was not going to bring up DH this this time around, but he said in a quote, Chase Elliott's pretty effing good on road courses. Now they're going to the Brickyard coming up this weekend, and that's going to be the Brickyard race, the road course there at the Brickyard. Um, you know, he's got that uh, still to go, and I think he's got Watkins Glen also still left to go in this. But especially Brickyard, he's got to make some moves now. Um, this is just totally – I just couldn't believe it. I mean, William Byron finished ahead of him. William Byron was 35th. Uh, Chase Elliott was 36th. Uh, Josh Berry was even running in a uh, in a Chevrolet this time around. He finished 34th. He came in and subbed after the Noah Gregson incident that took place here this past week. And, you know, the insensitivity sort of thing with the uh, meme, I think, on Instagram. So um, we've got him suspended for the rest of the season as it stands right now. And Josh Berry just getting more wheel time underneath the wheel and ready to go uh, by the time he jumps over to Stuart Haas next year. But yeah, um, a little bit surprised too with uh, Tyler Reddick. That was another another one there. And somebody had talked on the um, one of the forums that I kind of frequently visit back and forth. Um, Tyler Reddick and Bubba Wallace have been in so many good positions to try to win this season, but have some way, somehow given it away. That's the way they put it. They have given away the race. I don't know how. Um, I don't know how to explain that, but some people just feel like they've got two really good cars there at 2311 Motorsports, but it's just not happening. They're not capitalizing on what they need to be doing, and it's kind of put them in a situation, too. Bubba Wallace is kind of floating there, too, also, but um, he didn't finish too bad this time around, 18th. Uh, but unfortunately for his counterpart, uh, see here where he finished at Tyler Reddick finished 30th on the race today at Michigan. You brought up Noah Gregson. We talked about him on the podcast last week and about, uh, his, his potential for a second season. He's a rookie this year. Uh, and there was question about whether or not, uh, he would even get a ride next year before this suspension. I mean, I got to think with this suspension, he was already a little bit on the fence. He, yeah. he, he might not be in a car next year. He might not be. And, you know, I don't know. I, I've, I've often questioned about some decisions and things that some of the drivers make, DH in particular. I said I wasn't <laughs> going to mention him again. But, no, uh, Noah Gregson, you know, this time around, it also – he may not have meant anything by it. He may have just thought he was clicking on something. But I think more than anything else with this like, supposedly what we were told about, it was a like to a very insensitive meme that uh, had to do with George Floyd. I think it should serve as a, I think is a little bit of a teachable moment to say this to everyone who uses social media in one form or another. You need to be careful what you're clicking on. I, I, I myself I need to be careful what I click on. Um, Noah Gregson may have thought it was no big thing, just you know, throwing a like down there and going along with it. But the implications and the society in which we live in right now, they explode over certain things like this. And so now the situation is Gregson's going to probably have to go through sensitivity training. He's going to have to go through. He's going to probably be suspended until NASCAR can say he's completed this and he works his way back into it. But like you said, he's not going to have a ride. He's he's done with this season. He's suspended as far as can be. And so um, 
I just don't anticipate him being back. Will he be in a new car next year? That's anybody's guess. Uh, somebody's going to have to go and take a chance on him, much in the same kind of way that Rick Hendrick took a chance on Kyle Larson after the uh, after the incident during the iRacing series. So uh, a lot of ifs and a lot of buts right there is uh, really surrounding Noah Gregson. And the difference with Kyle, uh, taking a chance on a Kyle Larson versus a Noah Gregson is that uh, Kyle Larson had a, a, a record of success before that. Right. And for, so forgiving a guy who is a who's a, a, a proven winner uh, versus uh, uh, putting you know going out with a guy uh, who was already on the fence uh, mm-hmm. that, that you know if you, if if you're at all at question about your future stay clean dude <laughs> that's pretty much what it should be yeah um, that's it and but you know another thing too um, I think with where Josh Berry finished this time around. It has told me something about that race team. It just shows that this legacy motor club that has gotten together, they're racing Chevrolets. They made the announcement that they're going to Toyota next year. I don't think these guys are really, I don't know if they're even committed or dedicated with it now or not, because they're looking forward to going to Toyota next year. And then when you don't have the good materials or the good, you know, the product or the parts and different things underneath you, you really don't have a lot of confidence in your car. And I, you know, he finished Josh Berry has already proven himself with Henry Motorsports. He, you know, when he raced a couple of times there for Chase Elliott, but he races in this time around with Legacy Motor Club. They don't do well. And I'm like, well, you know, kind of what do you expect with that race team? You're going to have to see a team that's going to have to really pick up and go forward next year with Toyota and, you know, really lay it on to Chevrolet for, you know, not coming through and helping them out because a lot of people would have thought Jimmy Johnson, Chevrolet, seven times, you know, he won a championship in a Chevrolet, in a Chevrolet racing product, but still he couldn't get the bucks and he couldn't get the sponsorship that they really needed. And when I say sponsorship, I'm talking about the parts, the R&D, all this stuff, you know, he couldn't get that. And so they had to go somewhere where they knew they were going to be accepted in. And then, lo and behold, who's running Toyotas? Joe Gibbs, 2311, which they're both kind of under the same stable. Let's just bring in Legacy Motor Motor Club. So that kind of goes under one housing. Toyota's laughing all the way to the bank on this one. I think next year will be a a telltale sign for them. So uh, we talked about getting back to Michigan in in the race today. Mm -hmm. Martin Truex Jr. finished second. We talked about that. Uh, mm-hmm. He's still the points leader, and we were chatting last week about yeah. uh, what his future may be. We now have an answer on that. Yeah, he signed, <laughs> and he signed, and he told the media, I think, uh, was it Sunday, I believe? He told yeah. him Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. He yeah. said, I signed it last night. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, that takes a lot out of the – lot of the question marks out of the whole thing. But the thing is, it's not a multi-year deal. It's a year-to-year agreement. So he may run in 2024. This may be 2024, maybe as last year. We don't know. It just all depends on how Truex is feeling right now at this point. And, um, you know, he seems like he's very happy, very satisfied. You know, he said, signed the deal last night, Got got it on the dotted line. We're done. We're ready. I'm ready to go for next year. That's good. But you also have other drivers that are out there. Eric Almarola, nobody knows what he's going to do. He first backed out of going into retirement. Um, yeah, 
a lot of things are going to hinge on this, whether or not he comes back because sponsorship, you know, they've already lost. Stuart Haas has lost Bush. And there's a possibility this year that they may, at the end of the season, uh, Smithfield may pull back in some kind of smaller capacity in NASCAR, but they're not going to be sponsoring on a car as they have over the past few years. And so um, it kind of makes me wonder, will Eric Almarola pull out? Will he go ahead and retire? Possibility? Yeah, I would say so. There might be a possibility he does that. But, you know, stranger things have happened. Tony Stewart has been able to, you know, manufacture some deals that I'm just, um, I've been in surprise about. Uh, I guess the one that really got me was Mahindra Tractors. And he got such a following behind Mahindra and, racing them, I think, last year and this year both. But um, losing Bush and Bush beer is going to be a big one. I don't know where they're going to be able to uh, get themselves back with it. I definitely know that Tony Stewart will probably, in all likelihood, not run the Bud Light color, so we can forget about that one. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. But um, he's got to come up with a big uh, big sponsor to help him out. I don't know if we talked about this uh, last week uh, and, and uh, uh, Corey LaJoy signing a multi-year extension uh, for Spire uh, mm-hmm. to stay in the number seven car. So that's um, that that's, uh, you know, that's that's a, a less silly season news to have to worry about. We got mm-hmm. that one solidified there. Yeah, that's that was one that was kind of a no brainer. I knew it was going to happen. Uh, Spire had to probably cough up some you know, some bucks or something because uh, Corey LaJoy has a potential. If he got into a good ride, he could definitely do some things. And Spires had some good performances. Atlanta has been one of their, their premier tracks, but in other places, not so successful. So it's a commitment, at least by Spire Motorsports to say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to back LaJoy and LaJoy saying, okay, I'm going to give you one more chance. Let's see what you can do this year. Uh, with me driving here in a multi-year deal with that uh, with that motorsports team, he's 26 in the standings right now. So, uh, but certainly, you know, looking for the future there for him. So, uh, so let's think about uh, the the schedule for this week. Uh, I think you've already kind of hinted towards where we're where we're headed and 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 uh, the road course and and you know, so Chase Elliott, we we he's hang, hanging out there. He's 22nd in the standings. Uh, that one who shall not be named says he's a pretty effing good uh, road course driver. <laughs> uh, uh, what he's got to he's got to get a win here soon. This seems like the opportunity if if there ever is one. What's our schedule here, list? Um, we've already said Indy, Brickyard, uh, uh, then Watkins Glen, and then yep. Daytona night race is the final race before the playoffs. He's got three shots, yeah, and he better make them count. That's all yeah. I can say about it. He better make them count. Uh, if he doesn't come away with a win this week, uh, there's going to be a lot of people holding their breath by the time they get to Watkins Glen because they'll be asking and expecting really uh, him more than anything else to race uh, in a dominant way at Watkins Glen. You know, and I don't rule him out at Daytona, but still the way that the luck has been going for that team, you know, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I have kind of... I don't know. I've kind of shored up my my defenses a little bit when I say this. I don't think he's going to make it. I really have to be honest. I don't think he's going to make it unless some inter- divine intervention opens up from NASCAR or somebody along the way, you know, from God himself. I don't know. Something's going to have to happen uh, because right now, Chase Elliott and them 
don't have it. They don't have it at all. William Byron, uh, Kyle Larson are probably the two that are functioning the best right now of the drivers at Hendrick. But on the other side of it, Alex Bowman, he's he's definitely not showing up. He's not been there like he has been uh, last year and so forth, got into the playoffs, but then made a quick exit pretty quick after he got into it. But uh, Chase Elliott, no, I would have never expected to say this at the beginning of the season. But, you know, I think the accident took uh, took a lot out of him. I think the race team, there's been some kind of turmoil going on there. Um, can't confirm that or I can't, I, I've not heard anybody talk about it. But there's just something that's not clicking. The gears are just not going together in the groove. Something is just not right there at Hendrick. And if it doesn't, there'll be some big changes in the offseason, no doubt about it. And, you know, you've talked about Harvick and Kevlowski. They, they're they they're 12 and 13 right now in the playoffs uh, mm-hmm. standings, but they don't have a win. So they, you know, they could be vulnerable. Um, there's Bubba Wallace right now is 15th. Uh, Ty Gibbs mm-hmm. is 16th. No wins. And they're right on the cut line. And right behind them, Michael McDowell. He's only three points behind Ty Gibbs right now. Yeah. Daniel Suarez, five points behind Gibbs right now. A.J. Allmendinger is, is 24. Bowman, Alex Bowman is 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 been shouting distance there. So mm-hmm. there's a lot that can happen in these last three races. Yeah, wins could change everything for some of these guys. Um, you know, Bubba Wallace would like more than anything else, get another win, be able to secure something, uh, be a little bit more, I guess, in click and be there with uh, in the standings and so forth and doesn't have to worry about positioning right now. But uh, yeah. Time's running out for some of these drivers. And Daniel Suarez, at one point, um, Daniel Suarez, it was said, I think it was last week when he went out, somebody said, there went his playoff chances. Well, he rebounds back this past week, and now he's just, what, five points, did you say? Five points away from Gibbs. So there is the possibility. If Suarez has a good road course uh, race, either at Watkins Glen or at the Brickyard, he could get himself in. Ross Chastain doesn't have to worry about this stuff. At this point, he doesn't have to worry, but you still have Suarez in there. And if Suarez doesn't make the playoffs this year, I know that he's kind of, I think he's already signed for another year with them at track house, but the pressure will be on for him for next year. If he doesn't make the playoff this time around, uh, they'll definitely be looking and lo and behold, right now, let me just tell you who is the hottest name on the circuit right now. And that is Shane Van Gisenberg. He is hot right now. Somebody has, he has already made mention. He will forego driving supercars in Australia next season to join a NASCAR team. Now, everybody thinks it's going to be track house. Well, somebody's going to have to make some moves there. They're going to have to make a little bit of a difference because, uh, you know, Suarez is in there. Uh, it could be real simple for Justin Marks and company to go and Pitbull to just say, Daniel, you just, haven't cut it this year. We're just going to have to let you go and then plug Van Gisenberg into this whole thing. Oh, it changes everything for track house racing. I mean, you'll have a, a dual threat. You'll have somebody that's great on the super speedways and most of the medium to short, uh, short tracks. And then you're going to have somebody that's going to be absolutely outstanding, somebody to fear on the road courses, but you're going to have to teach him how to be effective on the ovals and, you know, the two and a half mile tracks and so forth. Um, a lot of drama here, a lot of drama here before this season's over with. 
Um, you know, you, you talked about the, uh, as we're getting ready to wrap up here, you talked about the pressure on a guy like Daniel Suarez to make the playoffs. I mean, he's a guy mm-hmm. that you kind of expect to make the playoffs. What about Bubba Wallace? He was the runner up for rookie of the year back in 2018. Uh, he's, he's, he's the, he made, you know, maybe the most famous NASCAR driver who doesn't achieve what you expect him to achieve. So I, I would think that the pressure is getting close to him. Uh, I mean, he's right yeah. now on the right side of the cutoff line, but again, a lot can happen in the next couple of weeks. I think, I think he's a guy that could be on the hot seat, so to speak. Yeah. And I would say that. And because, um, another thing too, that a lot of people have heard things about, there are some rumblings, especially after last week, that there was some, um, oh, let's see, some some feelings, some hurt feelings or something toward one of the owners, DH. Uh, but still, <laughs> sorry, there was some hurt feelings or something there that Wallace was upset at, at a move that Hamlin had made during the previous race or during that race, and he wasn't too happy about it. Now, whether or not that's true, I don't know, but yeah. You're right. The pressure is going right now. And Michael Jordan wants to see more bang for his buck. Yeah. Now he's already out of the NBA. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's turned around. He got rid of the Hornets, things like that. It probably was the best thing he could have done to get rid of the Hornets. Now he's in a situation where he and Denny Hamlin are, you know, teammates into this whole thing. Um, he's probably looking at this driver, especially in Bubba Wallace. Hey, you need to make some changes or you need to start racing for your life right now. Because, you know, I think the statement was made here uh, probably when this team first um, got on the track and so forth. Uh, Michael Jordan doesn't fund, you know, losers or anything like that, or doesn't sign paychecks for losers. Um, It's getting to that. I I think it's getting to that. And there's nothing personal about Bubba Wallace with this. I'm just, I'm just saying it plain and simple. We're seeing uh, a rash of these kind of drivers that we were promised big things out of that haven't materialized. One big complaint that was coming out this past week uh, was Hallie Deegan. She's in the Craftsman Truck Series. She's also raced in the Tony Stewart's uh, SRX Superstar Racing Series experience. Um, there's a lot of people saying right now, she wasn't put into the driver's seat uh, just to drive a race car because a lot of people say she can't drive a race car. It's sort of that Danica Patrick sort of thing of you know, more looks, but not enough looks or brains up here. That's what some people are hinting at uh, of being able to drive a race car. And the comparison is going with none other than who uh, got nominated into the NASCAR Hall of Fame this past week or in the past week and a half, and that was Janet Guthrie. Uh, Janet Guthrie has been um, synonymous with a woman who drove a race car, a woman who knew her car, a woman that could get inside, start working on that car if she needed to because she was an engineer. I think that's what she majored in is being an engineer. This kind of shows that some of these drivers, Hallie Deegan, um, yeah, and a Bubba Wallace this time around too, they know how to drive, but they don't know how to capitalize on certain situations. And that's kind of a reflection on crew chiefs, kind of reflection on team. And it's also a reflection on the ownership too. Um, you know, you can, uh, as the old saying is, buying a pig and a poke. That's kind of what you're looking at. You know, it looks good on the outside. Everything's wrapped up. Then once you take that wrapper off, you find out, hey, 
you've got more fat in there than you've got actual meat, then you've got a problem. The race this weekend is 2.30 on NBC on Sunday. NASCAR Cup Series Indianapolis race course. Uh, a lot of drama. we got three races to go before the playoffs field is determined. Rod, thank you for helping us break it all down. Look forward to talking to you again next week. Appreciate it, Chris. Thanks.